everything in our life is a form of bad. Hey guys, my name is Junwing and you're tuning in to the Crypto Coffee Dam where we talk about tech, personal finance and crypto. Usually what happens is that I talk to the camera and the camera doesn't talk back but today I've got a few friends including as per usual KC and one friend today who probably needs no introduction uh, if you're into personal finance but for the sake of being polite, I think it makes sense for me to introduce Yishuan. So Yishuan is many things but he is very well known for the guy behind nomanila.com we met each other in the FIRE Facebook group, uh, actually, and I like reading his posts. And he promoted one of my videos, so I guess you can say that we're best friends now. So, <laughs> so welcome to the Crypto Copy Jam, Yushuan. How are uh, you? Yeah, Thank, thanks for having me, Yushuan, uh, and Casey as well. Thanks for inviting me over to the session. I'm good. Uh, just that my hair is very messy, so as you can see, I'm Mine too. wearing Mine too. a cap today. So, <laughs> haircut has been a problem. Uh, for me, right, I guess for us guys and uh, throughout this uh, few, for the past few months. So, uh, yeah, forgive me for the cap. But uh, other than that, things have been good, right? Been busy with my blog, writing on No Manila, and as well as uh, uh, coping with uh, the life, right? Staying at home, right? And uh, trying to balance between work and personal life as well, which I think is faced by uh, most of us like, these days. Yeah, I think it's so cool that like like for girls, right? At least they can just change their hairstyles, right? For guys, uh, <laughs> for guys, uh, you all look like. <laughs> I, I I think uh like for ladies they want to cut their hairs as well, but um, I I guess it's the problem for for regardless lah for men and women. So so but but for us it, when it's it gets messy, it's it's just a real diff, It's just real tough lah. Mm-hmm. It just affects the daily life as well. <laughs> Yeah, you should have seen Casey's uh, look. I think in like the Aaron Tang episode, his hair is like covering up. Fingers crossed we can go and get a haircut soon. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. So, uh, you know, why don't you, why don't you start off by introducing yourself a little bit? And, you know, everyone knows you as the guy behind nomanila.com. So, can you tell us a little bit about your background before No Money Line, etc.? Right, sure, sure. So, uh, for for fellow uh, crypto copy team viewers, right, my name is Yushuan. I'm the founder behind the blog No Manila. So, uh, No Manila is where I write things, all things about personal finance, investment, and also a little bit about my trading journey. Because one of my goal, right, aside from uh, become uh, writing, is to become a, a consistently profitable trader, but which is something that I'm still working towards too. So. Uh, prior to starting No Manila, I was uh, I studied uh, economics in University of Malaya or UM. So I was uh, during my time as a student, right? I was the president of University of Malaya Economics Society. So that that gave me a great deal of uh, information and experience, right, about economics and leadership as well. So after my graduation, right, I worked in an insurance technology company called Policy Street. So this is where uh, we our, the goal was to try to use technology to revolutionize uh, insurance, the whole insurance industry, which includes uh, things like blockchain, which is actually one of the time the time where I was the most active among in the crypto space or in the blockchain space. So that, that's how I kind of um, get into more detailed uh, understanding towards uh, the blockchain market. It was 
uh, it was back in 2017 and 2018. Then I left the job and started uh, what I do today. Lah. So it has been, uh, next month would be my three years, right? Since I started, uh, third, uh, it would be my third anniversary, anniversary since I started uh, No Money, lah, which is amazing given uh, how that with just writing, I can survive for like three years, which is crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Have you ever thought that there was even like a possibility that uh, you could have actually just done writing and then just, you know, like survive? Because for so many people, the thought of that, that when you start thinking about like a writer, you start thinking about a hungry writer and things like that, you know, you think about like a very glorified. Uh, I remember like for Stephen King, right? When he first started writing, he was like, he was like in, in this like hippie band kind of bus, you know, <laughs> with shitless in a lot of pictures. He was just writing and things like that. He made like almost no money. And, and that's such a crazy thing, right? Yeah, exactly. I wish I kind of can relate to uh, the background story that you mentioned just now because at the start, I didn't really make much, right? I have to pick up uh, different gigs or, or in order to kind of survive. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I just, I think consistency really helped me because uh, luckily I did not give up writing and really push forward. And uh, another thing about it is just, I'm lucky to be writing about the financial industry because the opportunity is massive. So, so yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I want to ask like, because Going from a stable job to a self-employed requires, I think, a lot of uh, psychology efforts. You, you have a lot of psychology bar- barrier before you cross that line, right? And I, I would say this specifically because um, I think the time when you, when you jump from your stable job into no money la is, isn't like a lot of people. A lot of people only choose to become self-employed when they, um, when they hit like a career like a career mm. tip, tipping point where they mm. couldn't move up anymore yeah, yeah. or they, they couldn't find anywhere else they could yeah. go so that they moved there. But for you, it's, it is the choice. Like, so what, what makes you choose to do that? Right, good. I, I, I think that's a good question because uh, as I mentioned just now during my introduction, I was the president of University of Malaya Economic Society. So, um, so before I started working, I, I'm already sort of like uh, uh, the entrepreneurial uh, or, you know, not, let's just skip the word entrepreneur or entrepreneur, but the, the, the idea the word, of, <coughs> the word entrepreneur quite weird. Yeah, nowadays, but right? you know, the yeah. idea of uh, taking lead or taking charge of my own, <laughs> um, uh, the path, my own path has always been my goal, right? As it, it's just me, la. I mean, I don't like to be ordered to do this or that, right? Instead, I like to plan things out, right? I like to work together, um towards a goal, right, which I can visualize, right, and I think I can achieve. So, uh, so back in uni- uh, my university time, I have already told myself, right, deep down that I would not work for any corporate, right, which is I have never done so, uh, so far in my life, and I would, uh, that, that's the first tipping point uh, as a student. Then after I started working in the startup, I realized that, hmm, uh, this is, this might not be something I want as well. So, uh, but during that time, the idea initially, right, when I started Nomania, is because I wanted to trade full-time. And at the same time, I know that I need a, uh, another source of income. So, uh, and, and, uh, and I know because I've been a blogger on the old-time blog spot before. So, uh, I, started, I want to start a blog because that's what I can do as well. 
So, uh, so this is a very interesting point, right? 2017-18, right? I quit my job 2018. I tried to do full-time trading, which it failed, right? Miserably because I don't get the whole gist about the market and trading as well. But right now, it's getting better. I'm working towards a path in four years. So this is something that I do behind the scene. But uh, so at the same time, 2018, I started my blog as well, No Manila. Uh, and at the same time, right, I do quite a lot of things, right? So I'm also, I also went for, I uh, went for the certification of the International Table Tennis Federation coach. So I'm a table tennis coach, certified table tennis coach. So during that time, I do quite a lot of side hustles, including my blog as the coach, right, and trading. So uh, which eventually um, the blog, uh, this side of the business or the gig or hustle really worked out for me. So enhance, uh, and hence, and hence, this is where I am right now. So in terms of the psychological barrier i guess i jumped through it when i was in university like, as uh, mm. someone running my own club and so on that's really cool uh so my next question is like because before we get you on right chewing is like do you know this guy yishen from no money like i was like because i don't really read a lot of personal finance blogs so I, like, I don't know Huh? You did, uh, Chung Wing also always said like, huh, you don't know about something called fire. And I was like, what, what, what is fire, you know? I always have this question in my mind. So uh, I don't want Chung Wing to explain to me. I, I want you to explain to me. That's why I always tell Chung Wing, don't tell me what it is. <laughs> I wait for today for a very long time already. So can right, you please awesome. enlighten me? Yeah, sure, sure. So uh, fire is uh, an acronym to uh, financial independence retire uh, retire early. So basically, essentially, the whole idea is basically you're gonna work towards a financial go uh, um, goal, right? Where uh, the big picture idea is where you work work towards a financial goal or through investment or increasing your earning until a state where your passive income is uh, in enough to cover your daily expenses, right? During that time, you can choose whether you want to continue working, you want to retire early, it's totally up to you. But the point here is you have the choice, right? You have the choice what, what you want to do in your life after you achieve the whole um, fire status. What do you think uh, like the, you know, so I was explaining to Casey and then he didn't quite like, he, he didn't quite like, you know, he's like, I don't get why people do the fire thing though. Like, but what's the, so I guess I, I personally am a part of the fire movement, right? But what is the rationale behind the fire movement for most people actually? Uh, uh, well, uh, that, that, I think it hard, it's hard for me to justify the rationale for everyone. But the whole general, the whole idea is because people do not want to work for the whole of their life, right? I mean, for for the, for a lot of us, when we started working, right? I mean, because even like my brother, he started to uh, get an internship lately and he already started complaining, oh, am I going to live this life forever, right? Until I die. So I guess the whole idea about FIRE is very simple, right? You uh, People do not want to work for, their, uh, for the whole of their life, but they want certain form of financial stability of financial independence, right? Um, even after they retire, when they choose to retire. So so I guess this is the big picture rationale from a lot of people uh, looking into a fire movement. But uh, lately, what has been rising is instead of the fire movement, people are more towards, uh, into the fire movement, the financial independence part instead of the retire early. Because a lot of people do enjoy what they do, 
but they uh, but they still want financial independence. So they have the choice on where if there's one day they don't want to do what they do anymore, they can uh, just quit and without any worries. I agree with that actually. So personally, for me, I am part of the fire movement not because I want to retire early, because I don't think I can retire early. So <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends on the type of personality. But I, I generally think that uh, I'm sure that this statement might not apply to some people, but for most people, I think that retiring early is not like a good is not a good thing to do. I think humans need purpose to continue in life. Once you lose yeah. purpose, it's over yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah I, I think you gotta define what retire means to you, lah. Because for the general norm, retire means right. You know, you don't work, right, and you just sit at home watch TV and so on. But I've read this book called The Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. Right, he suggested something called like a short-term retirement, where maybe, um, maybe you work for three months, then you retire for one month, right? Go chill, then come back to, uh, work, right, and so on. So you gotta define what retire means to you, but. In uh, for the sake of this, this discussion, um, I don't think a lot of people like to f- fully retire, right? Unless uh, c- a scenario or circumstances force them to do so. So, so yeah. I mean, Casey, you're kind of at that age where a lot of people are moving to their first jobs and everything like that already. Mm-hmm. Do they all share the same like thought with like you know what Yushuan's uh, younger brother is going through and things like that? Wow, this work I cannot do uh, and things like that. What was it like? Uh, yeah, I, I think this is, I mean, this is just my personal, I, I, I think, I don't think this can apply to everyone, but I, I, when I see around me, everyone is basically pretty similar to what your brother is doing. I think there's, there's one reasoning behind this is because uh, we, we grow up at an age of Netflix, you know, we, we see those uh, fake, fake kind of work-life balance on, on all these TV shows and movies. Like, oh, work sh- it's like that. Uh, you know, when I was like 15, I, I think like working is something like the startup, the startup uh, TV fancy series, office. you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fancy office. It's cool, man. Everyone's cool. Everyone happy every day. Even you have something that is uh, dull or something, in the end, you, you, you get something back in return. But that is yeah. just TV series. Like. And now when, when they really start going into working, it's like, oh, okay. So we just repeat <laughs> the same thing every day. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's very true. That's very true. And it's so crushing, right? I mean, I know you've not worked in corporate before, right? Yeah. But working in corporate, I tell you, it's <laughs> chips at your soul, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I hate things. Uh, I mean, uh, it's never been part of my plan to work in the corporate, right? Because the just a uh, personal sharing because when I was running my club, right, uh, in back in UM, because UM is huge, right? We have a different class, right, across different faculties. I, I, I see some faculty, they run their club like a corporate, right? Uh, it's, everything is so boring, so structured. Um, I, I just cannot stand it, right? The way I run my own life, right? The way I run my own club my, and everything. It, it's never been part of corporate. I, I would like bore myself to death if I enter corporate, right? But who knows, right? Fingers crossed, right? Let's not cut down the, the path of possibility. <laughs> I've actually been to the UM campus before. It's huge, by the way. It's really, really big. Like, yeah, just is, to get from point A to point B, you have to drive, actually. Insane, <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it's a great place to study. Like. It, is, it was a good memory. Nice, nice. Uh, so, uh, I, I guess then, what do you think is like the pro and sort of like the con of fire actually um 
let me for the sake of this discussion, let's just maybe stick to the usual norm of uh, fire, mm. i.e., financial independence, retire early, right? So, the pro is certainly if you, once you have that goal in mind, right, you really work towards that, right? You have uh, a direction. I I think having a direction is super important. A lot of people after they come out to work, they lost themselves, right? It's just work. Right, come back here, right? Monday to Friday, waiting for a weekend, and that, that's about that, right? That's about that for their life. So once you have the fire goal in mind, right, you really have a direction, right? To really take charge of your financial life, right? How you manage your budget, how you manage your finances, right? How um you really pay attention to things like insurance, all the little things in your life, right? To really get you to that of that milestone in your life. So uh, that that's I that's I think that's what I think is the major benefit of having this fire movement, right? But the con side is, uh, a lot of people tend to over glorify the whole the result, right? They don't see the process, um, to to getting there. So, um, and hence a lot of people want the kind of like a shortcut manner, right? By by doing things, uh, by you know being scammed by MLMs, right? Uh, taking uh. Uh, irrational uh, investment decisions that can give you like uh, how many percent return per year and so on, right? Without them really understanding how it works. So, um, so I would say that this this is a concept of fire. So, uh, in short, fire without context is really playing with literal fire. Yeah, I mean, actually, especially I think uh, when I first graduated, right, I see a lot of all of a sudden, I get phone calls from a few friends. You know, hey, you know, you want to enjoy this? I, I got this uh, what investment, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I got this, uh, oh, you need insurance or not? You need insurance, you know. <laughs> so you have all these people and things like that. And I, I think the problem with FIRE, so I agree with you, is that uh, you, you are so hyper-obsessed with, like, the results, right? To the point where you totally, like, you're okay with suffering so much, right? In term- Because here's the thing, you work like 50% of your life, right? Yeah, and you're okay with foregoing joy in that just to hit fire faster. And then as soon as you hit fire, right, I think a lot of people then come to realize like, oh, what the hell have I been doing for the past like, you know, 20 years? Yeah, I guess you know what, you know, by the time most, uh, most like normal people hit, uh, are able to hit fire, they wouldn't be able to, you know, run a marathon, you know, uh, go hike, you know, Mount Kinabalu and so on. So, as you're, you're absolutely right, you know, the process, right, you gotta enjoy it. at the same time. You, you shouldn't like, shouldn't make fire as your only sole um, goal in your life. And it, you, you just gotta enjoy the process, find find something that makes uh, make things, uh, make, makes you happy along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but yeah, Casey, from your point of view, I mean, freshly graduating soon and things like that. Like, uh, have you started getting calls from friends about MLM and insurance and everything like that already? Uh, at first, uh, I would say like, I'm personally, uh, I think I'm open for all this call. I, I, I don't support MLM or Ponzi like that, but uh, I think why, why all these friends do this? I, I do receive a lot and then why, why I still like answer them most of the time because I, I, I'm a curious person. I, I think like only people get into this phase is because they... Uh, they are in some kind of financial struggle yeah, or something yeah. like that. Uh, we, I always see like those people who put out the most glorious front are actually like 
they, they definitely have some problem in, in their life. Yeah. That's why they, they always want to pump up, like let people see the. So yeah, I, I get a lot of this and I would say, I would say I'm pretty proud. Like some of them, I managed to talk them off doing uh, something like promoting scam and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also like adding on because my background is, from, I'm, I'm a law student right now. So I, I, I tell them like the consequences if shit happens, okay, you'll be <laughs> really bad, badly involved. Yeah. So, so like they, they are like, okay. And then they move on into doing some other thing that's more legit. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, I think for, for youngsters, especially in like early 20 ages, even me, I would say like, we really want to hit like, we all have, we all have the, this dream like, okay, let's at 30 years old, let's be a millionaire. And then like, we, we can just chill after that. But don't we all yeah. have those goals? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but like really, really going into it because I started crypto quite early. I understand like that goal is, every investment, that goal is like, yeah, some people can achieve it, but but to put that as your ultimate goal is it really crippled into your soul and, and start to eat, eat you up as a person. And that's what, at one point, you will start to become very frustrated for yourself because you couldn't really hit that goal and you see that you, you don't have any choices. Then you, you start doing all this illegal stuff. I think that's what causes all this problem to happen. Yeah, this is yeah, my talking about like, I mean, since you've been a mod for like crypto communities for like so many years already, right? What about like all the get rich quick schemes in terms of crypto and everything like that? Like, I mean, that, that's definitely a lot. Uh, specifically because crypto is it's super hard to justify whether it is legit or not legit, you know? I, I, could, I could say like this, uh, something like DeFi can give you a 50% return per year. And it is legit. But you can also say some, some project they, they promote like giving you like 10% every month isn't legit in crypto. So, so there's a lot of different voices. That's why like in crypto space, uh, there's a lot of due diligence and study you need to do yourself. I, I would say like, if, if they promise you this much amount, you need to dive deep into like, to know like how it actually works the whole thing. And, and I think this is what I do for the past two years. I did a lot in, in community moderation because I'm the one who approve and decline posts, right? Mm-hmm. So before I, I, I do this decision, I always like dive into like, really study how it works before okay if it makes sense then i approve it but i i will i will like tell the author to like please include non-financial advice in your mm. post so like if someone get into trouble because of this uh if someone want to take this as an advice is on their own discretion and like so it's kind of protect protection mechanism for this part la. but if if the the whole mechanism doesn't make sense i will just decline right away la. Yeah, I remember when I first I posted on Bitcoin Malaysia, you you told me to what uh, oh bro, make sure that you put non-financial advice so that this is for the sake of your safety. Like <laughs> well, well to, to be honest, when, when I uh uh the crypto as uh Casey mentioned, right? Crypto uh there, there's a lot of uh great areas out there. I was uh, I I once heard like uh, like a friend or mentor saying uh Forex used to be a wow wow west, right? Right now, crypto is a wow 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 west <laughs> in in the market. So, um, I guess when people are into the space, right, they just need to know what they are facing now, what what to expect, the risk, and so on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think crypto is a knowledge is power kind of game, actually. Seriously, crypto is really a knowledge is power kind of game right now. Yeah. Unlike like, 
I like the more regulated aspect of like personal finance. Crypto is really like anything goes. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, and talking about the cons of uh fire, right? We're talking about how people are so hyper obsessed uh, of, of of the goal, right? To the mm. point where they don't even know uh to the point where they totally forego the journey, right? Uh, you recently came up with a poll on the FIRE group talking about like whether people, community members, wanted to have kids or not. And it, to my surprise, right, I noticed that the majority of people there, or maybe to not my surprise, uh, most people there didn't want kids. Mm, uh, I, I, would, I would say maybe I would elaborate on that by saying it's not that they do not want kids, but they are happy by themselves. So, so um, aside from that, uh, aside from that, I would say the, the financial aspect of having the idea of having kids, right? The financial preparation ahead of having kids is something that us as a single cannot imagine, right? That uh, imagine just from the even prior to the kids being born, right? You gotta prepare this and that, right? And once it's being born, you gotta buy pampers, right? You gotta buy milk, right? All these things are, it's not simple, right? I, uh, my, my own personal financial plan, he gotta like, gotta save out like a buffer of money before, you know, in preparing for his first uh, born. So uh, for a lot of other people in this community or even not, uh, and even worse for the ones without the financial consciousness in mind, right? It is so tough, right? Especially in this time and age that we are living in, having a children, right? We can't even support ourselves, right? Uh, and our, if we have like parents and so on, and now you want to add one more or even two or even three or even five more, right? It's so tough. So uh, I'm not surprised to see the discussion that some people, they prefer to be alone, right? Or not to have kids, but uh, at the same time, I also see some really heartwarming uh, feedback or perspective from especially newborn parents where you know, it changes their life, right? It really adds colors to their life. So I would say it's a mix, right? And I do agree with some of uh, these parents, newborn, especially these parents that, you know, having a kids, right? Uh, having kids totally change your life in if you can cope and survive the, the part tough part it really changed your life for the better so uh no right or wrong i would say uh, i'm just very intrigued or very curious to know what other people think okay see so when are you gonna have kids <laughs> <laughs> bro still young lah, bro not like this bro I, I'm, I'm going to ask this question back to you and you when are you guys going to have kids <laughs> well, once yeah. i have a girlfriend then i'll, I'll maybe think about that <laughs> but for now you know, uh, yeah, let's focus on work first <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, our last guest is also like was also single yeah he's also single so I guess I don't know why but also I guess are single so ladies you know <laughs> hit us up <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think this is just Chung Wing calling you guys you girls to basically hit him up not not yeah. us you know hey, you hey, don't hey, represent all of us yeah, yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> okay so so you I, I think I think you, you say like how you is, is your first work like in the startup is your first time stumble upon crypto not really when I was in university it was in my final year right I was in an assignment 
uh, I, I was during that time, I just ended my uh, leadership or presidency in my club. So I was thinking about, you know, what's next? Because it was my final year, right? I don't want to waste that. I want to learn more before I go up. Because uh, during that time, it was, I was thinking about, you know, what else can I learn? What, I, what else can I know, right? Or should I know before I started working, right? So I started to search, right? It, at first, it was real estate, you know. I, I, that I was dabbling about the idea of becoming a real estate agent, right? How, how, how's the, what's the prospect of that? Then I started, you know, what, what, what's the future of the market, right? What's the future of the economy? Then I started stumbled upon financial technology. And then, right, more specifically, I stumbled upon Bitcoin blockchain. Wow, I think, okay, this is something new right back in 2016 17 so uh so I, I i started research about that right and during a university student conference i presented about that as well right during the assignment i presented about that as well when all my peers they are doing things like you know uh, real estate they do things about interest rate all the all those boring economic stuff so i i I did something about Bitcoin, blockchain, right? Which is something new, right? To be honest, when I explained uh, about doing my presentation, I wasn't sure if I really 100% uh, fully understand about uh, Bitcoin and blockchain as well, but I did it anyway. So that kind of uh, propelled me to look for opportunities um, about blockchain in Malaysia as well. So initially, I stumbled upon like a goal, a style that sells goal. Right. They basically they use blockchain to monitor uh, the transactions. So, but I I forgot why I didn't get that position. But in uh, eventually I got into uh, my this insurtech company that the plan was to use uh, try to use develop a blockchain solution for insurance. But unfortunately for now I don't think insurance the insurance industry right especially in Malaysia is prepared for blockchain yet. So. So that kind of failed, right, for the company, not me. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, but but I brought that knowledge to it. Really, it was a good experience. I get to go around, uh, reading white papers, right? Go around, uh, uh, read, um, um, drawing people to understand their discussion of blockchain and so on. So it was a, it was an interesting time, right? And during that that time. We, we knew that the Bitcoin hit the 20K uh, all-time high before the sell-down, right? So that was during that really interesting time of uh, uh, blockchain and crypto development. Yeah. Uh, so like currently, right, what's your crypto portfolio right, like right now? If you're okay with sharing. Yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, I only own two crypto right now, right? Because I'm not like a... Uh, I, I, like a I wouldn't say I'm like a hardcore crypto guy. Yeah. So I only own two crypto right now, Bitcoin and Ethereum. And normally I would try to cap it around 5%, right? Plus minus 5% of my whole portfolio. Yeah. You mentioned about that, like uh, you, you are there during the whole hype up to 20K before the sell down. Okay. Yeah. So... I think this year is actually played out quite similar to, I mean, like just two months ago, it played out quite similar to two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bull market and then before the whole sell down. But mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot different from back then because like uh, this year, we still have continuous like people attention into crypto. Yeah. I just want to get your opinion on that. And do you think like crypto is currently too overhyped? Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, uh, the one in twenty, the that so what we have saw this year, um, from the surface it looks as if they are similar compared to twenty eighteen. But how I look at it is 
I think it's that's a fundamental difference in how this uh drop happened because back in 2017, 18, right, there are a lot of naysayers by right? banks saying that uh Bitcoin is a scam and so on, right? So basically the participants in the crypto space as uh let's just talk about bitcoin back then right were mostly retailers like you and me right uh people with uh, little money right and so on but right now we are seeing institutional uh participants coming into a crypto space right with the introduction of like bitcoin ethereum futures right futures are like the structured financial product uh in uh which is one of the most transparent product in the market right because we, we start to see this kind of uh, institutional products in the market and with that comes in institutional players so this time right we are this the the, the participation is already different where we are seeing big players coming into the market so the whole idea of the drop is i think we can perceive it quite differently and the development especially on the crypto front is also very uh, much different right compared uh, much better and much wider compared to 2017 because we are starting to see things like MF, nft right um payments uh, bitcoin payments being more widely accepted by even countries and companies so that that's a fundamental uh long-term uh uh potential that uh for the crypto especially the main ones right in the market so uh so yeah so in terms of participation usefulness right case studies we are seeing much more solid ones right compared to back in 2017 so i would say uh for me myself i'm more of a long-term investor in uh, especially in the main cryptos like a bitcoin ethereum so uh yeah so i would i would say it's different right and it's a good it's a good sign to see that the job happens so i can buy more <laughs> right uh at the job yeah so, you know, the general sentiment is that crypto is very, very risky. So what would you say about that, actually? Is uh, crypto actually too risky? It depends on how you define that, right? So if you define your risk across like a short-term time frame basis, right? If you buy today, you're going to cash out next week. Well, of course, right? My might as, well, as well, you know, uh, go to a casino or something. So, uh, but... So, so yeah, so if you define risk like that, it is risky. But if you define your risk over uh, the long term and you really understand what Bitcoin can do for the people, uh, for the financial industry or what Ethereum can change, right, in oh, the whole uh, ecosystem, uh, the whole centralized ecosystem that we are living right now, right, you, you, you see it, it's a massive, massive uh, potential ahead, right? So uh, I, I would say it depends on how you define uh, your risk. Uh, that, that's certainly a risk, right? But uh, for me, if you stretch it or stretch stretch your uh, horizon over the long term, uh, it's just like anything else. Uh. You know, just a while ago, I also noticed that. So recently, I also read one of your posts, right? You talk a little bit about China investments and things like that, yeah. right? So I was also wondering, like, uh, are there potentially any other tech investments that you're very passionate about right now? Yeah, so right now, uh, I do own a bit of uh, holding in uh, China in uh, tech investment, particularly exchange traded fund or ETF. So, a uh, reason being, right, I, I, it's just just a small part of my portfolio, uh, just to, uh, just a disclaimer. So, the reason why I'm interested in China tech, despite all the uh, uh, clamp down by the government lately, is because, um. It, it, it's just going to grow, right? In my opinion, it's just gonna, going to grow, right? In terms of how uh, the China market right now. So um, 
I, I've been to China before, right, for a month uh, during a, a stay in Shanghai just for a table tennis training. So I've seen the lifestyle there, right? I've seen how uh, Meituan, uh, this uh, particular delivery company, right, kind of like Grab, but much bigger, right? How they kind of dominate the whole food delivery industry, right? And um, and so on, right? And it's really part of the life of the, the this Chinese people over there. So, and hopefully... Mm, I do see a potential there. So that, that's the reason why um, I do have a little bit of investment into China tech. But aside from that, not really. Yet. Yeah, I'm a bit hesitant to go in like recently because of all of the, the clampdowns and everything. So, but, you know, it's okay to, I think if it's a long-term play, then it should be okay. Uh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you just got to expect, you know, you cannot, you cannot look at the Chinese uh, investment in China's quite similarly as the investment in the US because the whole structure, the government structure, right, is very different, right? It's uh it's a yin and yang, like it's a very, very different thing. So um you gotta sort of have this expectation already. So I would say for people that want to invest in China, right, uh consider, right, if you want to invest in China, skip individual company, go with ETFs, right, or exchange trader fund. Okay. And don't have too much of uh, China portfolio, right? Keep it small, right? But just a little, just for, you know, kind of like my crypto portfolio, just to, just to hype things up. Uh, and, you know, uh, look Make at- it spicy, uh, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I need to say, but, but more, uh, just look at the long-term potential. Yeah, because yeah. ultimately, uh, what I've learned uh, over uh, when it comes to investing into something, right? Is everything in our life is a form of bet. Right, BET bet, right? So you invest in US stock, it's a form of bet that this company is going to rise, right? You invest in crypto, it's a form of bet that uh, Bitcoin is going to replace ideally, right, the fiat currency and so on. So, um, so yeah, you just, uh, so you cannot run away from uncertainties, right? So what you can do is kind of, uh, if you are really uh, interested to write on the potential, right, what you can do is to control your risk. Right. Keep it small, but you have it there. So yeah. Cool, cool. I, I think this is this is the there's one one thing like I, I in my opinion, I think like this is really interesting because specifically for tech, like, I think I personally I invested in some tech company in the States and I think everyone know like everything has the risk, but my personal view is like well in, in a sense like tech is inevitable. It's just like in 19 in the 90s, like when, when you invest in Google and stuff like that, people will say, okay, this internet company will go bust one day. I mean, yes, definitely. A lot, a lot of companies go bust during like 1998, the, the, econ- the, the crash, okay? The worldwide economic crash. But, but there's also like company that continues like living. And I really agree with what you should say. If you invest in ETF, it, it makes you a lot more safer because you, even if one company crash, there's still other companies that, that really live, up, live through the... Uh, the bubble, like after the bubble pop. Okay, so yeah, yeah, that's true. That's really interesting. So uh I have one more question, but this question I want to direct to both of you because um I want to direct this to Chung Wing first before to you because I think Chung Wing just recently made the jump. Okay. Mm. So you from you you Chung Wing, you come from an investor, like investment banking scene, and then you jump to right now what you're doing is content creation. How do you actually explain that to your <laughs> parents, cousin, relative? I mean, we, we, 
we are in the Asian Asian family and stuff <laughs> like that. And then I know like Asian family, they, they don't really support like all these things. Lah. Well, actually, uh, I, I did investment and corporate banking, right? So I was in, I was in like, uh, I was in a program that actually did both. Um, uh, but I focus more on the corporate banking side. And uh, to answer you, uh, I don't know, actually. I, I think eventually at, at a certain point, you, you have to just stop caring about what other people think, you know, because ultimately, I think one of the coolest quotes that I, that I got is that uh, we, 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 when you look at a photo, right, the first person that you look at is yourself, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that means, right, obviously, it's that like you care about yourself the most. Uh, and rightfully so, you should be loving yourself. But I don't know why some of us make our decisions based on other people's opinions. Mm. So, and most of us actually make our decisions based on other people's opinions. But uh, to me, that's not like the goal, right? Mm-hmm. The goal shouldn't be about what other people think. The goal should ultimately be your own. Uh, I know it's going to sound a bit cringy, but your own enlightenment your own understanding of, you know, of, uh, of yourself or what you want. Right. And I think it's a different path for everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How about you, Yishen? Like for you, like you say, like since the start, you didn't think about working in a corporate firm, but I think you studied economy, yeah. uh, things like that. And I think a lot of expectation for you to go on to be a like financial planner, something like that throughout mm-hmm. or economists. Mm-hmm. So, so, how does your how do you perceive this and how is the reaction around like people around you where when you say that okay I'm I'm not going to work in any corporate firm although I study this specific course? Um well truth to be told, right? I'm quite fortunate because my parents do not have much uh like a set of boundary for what I should do. So I'm free to set my own path. Um, and I'm very fortunate as well because um, during my time of taking the leap, there's no financial pressure for me to really, you know, uh, support my family and so on. Of course, right now I can, right? But back then, when I quit, right, oh, yeah, it's impossible, right? So, um, so yeah, I think number one is I'm very fortunate, right? And my parents, in, it's quite a lot about the family matters, right? how your family is uh, the context of your family relative to your decision. So it's not about what other people say, but when you want to make a leap and your parents uh, need uh, kind of like your financial support, right? It's hard, right? It's impossible, almost impossible to make the leap. You know, you're not going to live without income for a few months, maybe a years, right? So on that respect, I'm very fortunate that my parents, there's no such um issues right or, or contacts for me right the financial contrast restraints on for me to uh, do so uh, so that's one and number two is um it's about my personality i would say i don't really follow norm right how uh, like if people say a i might do a little bit different from a so so yeah so that, that's kind of like my personality per se and um and during that time i Again, number three is I was young, right? Relatively young during that time back in 2018, right? So I thought to myself, you know what? Let's do this, right? If I feel, uh, what do I have to lose? Uh, 
again, given the context that I do not have to support my family during that time. So, and I don't have a girlfriend, so there's no one for me to, uh, to lie on. And Ladies. So, on, so, you know, <laughs> so, I mean, I mean that, that, that's a good thing, right? So I can fully focus on pursuing what I want to do. So, um, so what do I have to lose, right? So then I started doing them. Right. The funny thing is a long time, right? After 2018, 2019, right? Then I realized, oh shit, this is gone far longer than I think. So that's something I, if I lose right now, then um I would lose the past two to three years of time working on this. So uh you become someone that cannot lose, right? Have nothing to lose, right? To someone that cannot lose. So uh, this shift of mindset really push you to, okay, I cannot die in this uh, pandemic, right? I must survive. I must survive. So that's kind of uh, helped me. Uh, this transition really helped me uh, become where, uh, become what I am today, uh, pro- propel me to uh, where I am today. Of course, I wouldn't say I'm like super successful, right? Uh, like uh, some of the uh, local YouTubers are nowadays, but um, the fact that I do make uh, full-time income, right, from blogging, even more uh, the full-time income, which is even more than my peers, right, uh, I'm, for, I'm, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, right, and without having to edit videos, and which I hate a lot, and putting my face in front of people, uh, and by just writing, right, which, as I mentioned at the start, is, is a blessing, it's a blessing. Yeah. yeah, to add on to Eugene's point, I have also been used as a scam, so, uh, <laughs> putting yourself out there comes with a price. So, um, but yeah, also to add on to add on to Yushan's point, I think it's good to have some backup uh, plans in case if you crash and burn. Also, actually, but also uh, very good to have the mindset that um, if you lose everything, right, you can always start again. And whatever it is that you lose, uh, whenever you fail or whatever, I think you learn something in the process. That's why the process is so important. So say if, uh, for example, if Yishun were to fail overnight, which is probably not going to happen, but say if he does, right, he'll still have the skill sets that he has learned over like the last few years. I think that's yeah. more valuable than whatever income it is that he's making today. Yeah, that, that, that's very fair yeah. as well when you think about that, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the two to three years is not, it's, it's, it's definitely something we, uh, that I've, uh, you and me have learned as well, yeah. But yeah, um, and also just to tie up like the, the, the whole podcast session, I think this podcast session has been a pretty light one, a pretty fun one actually. But just to tie it up, uh, let's, usually we give you like, we give our guests like a non-financial advice. Mm. But for, for you, um, we're going to give you like a non-life advice. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so all advice starting from this section onwards should not be taken seriously. It's just our personal opinion and it's really just pretty much for fun. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So, okay, so you should, if somebody were to say that, hey man, I'm going to quit my job and then like dive right into crypto or like whatever and make content, yeah, yeah, yeah. what would you tell them actually? Now, they, they, this is a very interesting question because if uh, I were to ask this question to anyone else or friend, right, and they give me something I don't want to hear, I wouldn't listen to them. So, mm. <laughs> so if, if someone already have, right, by their subconscious, right, subconsciously they already want to create and do this certain thing right regardless of what i say it's not going to be gonna be useful right or make make sense to them right it cannot get through them already because they already have the idea right the answer right what i mean what they want is for you to validate their idea so they can make the lead so uh just to start right as a disclaimer right whatever i say if you really want to create there's nothing that i say is going 
that's going to change your mind. So, <laughs> so this is more for the people that haven't have that mind, uh, the thought in your mind yet. So for me, my, my personal suggestion is, uh, but, uh, recently I've been reading this book called So Good They Can't Ignore You by Carl Newport, right? Uh, he is a really good, uh, he's a computer scientist, right? And a very, very established author. So in his book, he mentioned that in order for you to really make, uh, become a very, uh, start a really successful venture and so on, there are, there are a few things, right? Number one, you need to have the uh, cutting edge, uh, sorry, you need to have skills, right? Not, every, not skills that uh, everyone have, right? What makes you different from the others, right? So you need time, right, to develop that skills, right? So as an example, if, um, so, so let, let's say uh, you, are, you, are very, uh, you, you are very good in programming, right? But so, sorry, sorry, you want to start a uh, uh, startup uh, into something, right? But you don't have that particular experience. So, you know, that, that's bound to, uh, most likely bound to fail, right? Because you don't have any experience at all. So number one, uh, pick out the skills, right? Uh, pick out the niche and skills, right? And number two, you're going to have, um, you're going to explore, try different small paths along the way, right? And for example, for me, I tried trading, right? I tried blogging, I, I'm a table tennis coach. So back in 2018, I already have three different, uh, uh, working on three different little paths at the same time. But of course, you can do it at a different time as well. And number three, right? Once you already have this uh, 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 skill, and you realize that this bet is uh, something that you want to pursue further, you need to market it in a place where people receive, uh, is, where it's well-receivable, uh, that, that's well-received. Example, if you market crypto in uh, a FD Facebook group, right? It, it doesn't make sense, right? You're going to market your crypto knowledge or skills or products or services in a crypto space. That makes more sense, right? So, so uh, and... So with these three elements, skills, right, um, little bets, and also uh, uh, market uh, marketing, right, then and only then uh, you're going to find that particular mission, right, to really do what you do. So of course, when I say this, right, I myself did not achieve all this thing when I, when I quit. So I only come to read the book lately. So um, so ideally, you want to have all these three elements lined up together uh, before um, you want to go all out, per se, in your life. So so yeah, I would say that, uh, I would say that that's my advice. Uh, have that skill, right? Um, uh, that Have that niche skills that people actually want to uh, pay for, right? And number two, uh, what did I mention, right? Market, uh, make it marketable, right? I'm sorry, make little bets along the way and find what's, what works. And lastly, market, market it in a, uh, in a platform or community where it's well-received so it attracts eyeballs. Yeah. That's, that's really, really cool. Yeah, specifically <laughs> for, the, for the betting one. I, I, I really agree with that because when we have a thought in mind, I think like to, to, to go on, it's better for you to have uh, to experiment with different choices before before really like jump into it. But I know some people like since the first day they have like okay, since young la, they have like okay I want to do this and then they build their whole skill set up just to do this thing. Then okay for for those kind of guy maybe you just 
jump right into it for what you want to do, then it's okay. But if you are not like, you're just coming out and then you just want to do something different and you don't really have the required skill set to do like the, the bad you want, like really good. So I think it's better for you to try different things. Who knows? Because even, even for studies, you go in for the course, like the whole life you want to study, like let's say medicine, and then you go in, it, it doesn't really suits you. And then you're like, oh shit, did I make the wrong decision? Yeah, it it's kind of like things like that. Yeah. It works if the government doesn't support your job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think is... also, uh, well, one thing I would add is to, to really ask yourself whether you're doing it for the right reasons or not. I think a lot of people do it for fame, money, and things like that. But, or, or power or whatever. But Well, I mean, to be fair, right? Whatever you want to do, right? It always involves money. I mean, but uh, should that be your main um, thing or main um, idea? Uh, it, it's up to everyone's, uh, to everyone's uh, perspective to really make their decision. My, my thought process is more like this. Like if you are naturally, because I feel like you don't choose the colors that you like. So, so I think we're all naturally good at certain things. If you recognize that you're naturally good at that thing and then you focus a lot on that thing, ultimately money and all those other things that you, you think that you need will come. Uh, but yeah, but, but that's just my view. Uh, Do you yeah. guys think that working for something you're passionate about really makes it a lot more different because I think what you guys are doing right now is like something you guys are passionate about like Yishun you're passionate about uh, financial stuff specifically to personal finance and stuff like that and Chuming you're really passionate about crypto lately so like does that change like the whole aspect of you coming into working on all this thing no, uh, maybe I, I'll oh sorry Chuming you go first uh, okay okay so I think um, I think passion is like uh, it's like a weird word. <laughs> because I think passion changes all the time, things like that. But ultimately, there are certain things that you are naturally inclined towards. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I really uh, do think so. Like Michael Phelps is like built like a, like a beast. Uh. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say uh, regarding when it comes to passion, I would again suggest everyone to you know, go check out the book so good they can't ignore you because in that book the first thing that the author mentioned is passion right is uh over glorified right it's not uh when you don't have a skill right when you don't have uh a project that attracts eyeballs when you don't know how to market what you are doing right passion is uh, really it is it is nothing right when when you don't have all the elements lined up together so uh, I would say, uh, and again, just to mention, it doesn't mean passion is useless, right? Once you have all this thing lined up together and you started to see what you do, uh, giving impact, right, to people, then this is where passion comes in. This is where mission comes in. Uh, but all this is not the sequence you got to get it right, right? It's not something that you start with, right? It's done something that uh, to be more sustainable is something that you found along the way and, uh, and, uh, make it and uh, along the way in uh, and really that really make your career or project sustain itself. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent agree with that, and I, I, I really think that 
passion is an overglorified word. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I think passion is also quite tied to the ego. So when people tell you that you're good at something, then suddenly that becomes your passion also. And when you, yeah. So, so yeah. So, but yeah. Um, okay. So we're just going to tie it up and right. uh, why, why don't you just tie it up for us by explaining to us uh, what the word fire is, you know, and then we'll call it a day. And then the floor will be open for you to pitch whatever it is that you want to pitch. After. All right, sure. Okay. So, all right. So, uh, to quickly uh, sum it out, so basically, FIRE is uh, an acronym for Financial Independence Retire Early. And the whole idea is basically you're going to build out uh, your financial journey to an extent of where uh, your capital or your investment right, earns you enough, or business right, earns you enough passive, passive income, or uh, that you can quit your main job. Right, and not perhaps not work anymore. But my suggestion is uh, do focus on the financial independence part, right? Because not everyone is suitable to retire early per se, right? According to the normal, how we describe uh, retire as per the norm, okay? So uh, personally, uh, for audiences that listen until the, uh, the end, right? My name is Yishuan. I run uh, my blog, nomanila.com. So, uh, love with the LAH. So, uh, do check out my website uh, or blog every week on a new uh, financial uh, review or content. And uh, I hope it helps. And do subscribe to my blog at nomanila.com slash subscribe uh, to receive, to be the first to receive my weekly newsletter. 